0: Alright, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Two on OSU. Ben Hutchins, Sam Hutchins here, talking some Cowboy football. There's a lot to talk about this week, as there has been really the last ten weeks of this Cowboy season. Um, We're gonna get into the Houston game. It's an important one. Cowboys are looking to get back on track. We'll tell you what they need to do to do that. But first, we want to thank some sponsors who help keep the lights on here at Two on OSU and on Sellout Crowd, and we want to thank two fellas movers mid first bank the national cowboy and western heritage museum oklahoma ford dealers and firelakejobs.com and also reminds you to drive into your best in oklahoma ford dealers today for the best deals on ford's full lineup of trucks and suvs ford is the best in oklahoma if you support those sponsors you support us and uh, we appreciate everything you do for that sam Houston coming up, first time going to Texas this season for the Cowboys. What do you think?
1: Yeah, first thought, that's a little weird that the Cowboys haven't been to Texas until, uh, I mean, they still haven't been to Texas this season. And um, it's just like, wow, Oklahoma State might not even play a cold game all year with the two late road trips being at Orlando and and at Houston. Um, Just a little odd, which, of course, it was going to be, the schedule is going to feel a little odd with the new Big 12 teams. But yeah, man, Oklahoma State, I mean, (laughs) I think if you go back and say, hey, the Cowboys cut, if you could pick a spot to play a bottom, at least three by a lot of metrics, Big 12 team in Houston, this would be the spot. The Cowboys need a win and they're playing a Houston team where at least on paper, we'll get into that. There seems to be opportunity for the Cowboys to win.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, they're two and five in the Big 12. um, As a lot of these new, newcomers to the conference are it's it's been rough um but we said that about UCF so here we are breaking down the Houston game who's their quarterback remind you of Sam Donovan Smith we've seen him at Texas Tech before Cowboys have played him um
1: he's he's someone that sticks out yeah and just sticks out based upon the first snap you watched of his I was watching a Texas uh a Houston game and I mean of course Donovan Smith he'd played at Texas Tech so Oklahoma State fans, you might know that name. It might sound familiar. The Cowboys have actually played him once, but now that he's at Houston, yeah, you 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 watch a Houston game and you're like, gosh, ah, he looks like the the biggest guy out there. He 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 looks like he blends right in with the linemen. And um, I thought, wow, Donovan Smith, he kind of looks like Cam Newton. So I looked it up. Donovan Smith, he's six five two forty one. Cam Newton played at six five two forty five. So um, similar guys, and Donovan Smith kind of has that same usage uh, from Houston. He's attempted the most rushes on the Cougars. And um, some of those is sacks too. But he has the most rushing attempts. And uh, he's a, a huge part of Houston's offense as a dual threat guy. And it's something that the Cowboys have kind of struggled to stop are those dual threat quarterbacks. So it's uh, that'll be the first matchup that you, you look and say, okay, here's where maybe the game could be decided a little bit is just on what Donovan Smith is able to do in a collapsing pocket, is he able to extend plays? Is he gashing the Cowboys for 50 yards down the sideline?
0: Yeah, and right now, if you're trying to rack your brain for, okay, wh- what game was it that Donovan Smith played Oklahoma State? Well, I'll tell you. It was in 2021. And the first thing that comes to, that, to your mind about that game is probably not going to be Donovan Smith. It's probably going to be Malcolm Rodriguez, Devin Harper, uh, the Cowboys, and Jim Knowles' defense. They really took care of Smith that game. Uh he didn't play very well. Um I think it was like something like eighty-three passing yards. Um and there was no Cam Newton performance that day. Not saying we're gonna get one again on Sun on Saturday, but you're just saying from a physical perspective, he looks uh kind of the same kind of the same way.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing, maybe a bit of a, a better comparison if you're a Cowboys fan who who didn't watch the NFL or, or haven't seen Cam Newton lately donovan smith we said he's six five two forty one. 241 ollie gordon is six one two eleven. so that's a little bit of the, of the size difference that that donovan smith brings he's a guy that he can run over linebackers um he has five rushing touchdowns that's the most for houston and 111 carries so that will be something to watch for in this game and ben the cowboys have kind of struggled against rushing quarterbacks uh, a, a defense um Despite, we, we've talked about Nick Martin and all the great linebackers, I think that's a little bit where the Cowboys have gotten gashed in the past. Um, they've won games despite struggling against rushing quarterbacks, but, I mean, Garrett Green, Jason Bean, a couple of those guys got loose. The games I think
0: of um, is just last week with, with John Rice Plumley. I mean, how often did he, did he hurt the Cowboys with his legs on third down, especially it felt like, and it wasn't just him getting yardage with his legs he was extending plays that, that that really hurt the cowboys there but even garrett green at west virginia really did it um uh, you had the note in here 177 yards i couldn't believe it was that much yeah. un- until i
1: saw it again that's that's incredible yeah and and Plumley had 14 carries for 74 yards bean uh bean was the exceptional but bean got loose he had like a 21 yard run but he got sacked a lot. Um, so he ended up with eight carries for zero yards because sacks are counted as rushing yards in college football. Um, the, the other quarterback that the, the Cowboys have faced who, who really rushed a lot in Big 12 plays, Will Howard, he had 104 yards and a touchdown on the ground. A lot of that came on one big run. But, Ben, I think the key for Oklahoma State is to do what they did that 2021 Jim Knowles defense that could, that that really shut him down did is you got to sack him. Um Donovan Smith, he had 10 carries for negative 15 yards in that 2021 game. Um, And that's just because, you know, heck, you're losing six, seven yards on a sack and and it adds up.
0: The sacks have been a problem, though. I don't know if you've noticed it, but they haven't been coming, you know, as as often as they were in the first month of the season. Um, And I don't know if it is because the Cowboys are playing with that three-man front and, and maybe it is more of a intentional choice. But OSU's two leading sackers are both linebackers. Nick Martin and Colin Oliver, who each have five. Um, You know, there's no edge rusher coming around and and wreaking havoc because there's only three guys up there. So the offensive line most of the time takes care of those guys. Justin Kirkland's in the middle, clogging everything up. Um, So the Cowboys haven't had a whole lot of sacks from defensive linemen. And it's been kind of trending in the wrong direction for them. Two against UCF two against Oklahoma, one against Cincinnati. Um, The outlier was they had five against Kansas, but they really haven't had more than two sacks since the first two games of the season.
1: Yeah, and Gundy said that the... I think he described the pass rush as, quote, just average against UCF. And um, like you said, with a three-man front, you might see more of that. You're sacrificing a guy on the the defensive line for, for another linebacker or sometimes a DB. But... Um, yeah, it's been something to monitor, especially because how it started so good in the in the first few games where Anthony Goodlow was creating havoc and um, uh, Nathan Lottu, like you said. Now here's here's the deal on on all this. We, we we talked about hyping up Houston, but there's not a ton that scares you about about Houston. The Cougars they're not that great of a team, um, offensively or defensively. So I, I feel like this is the area Donovan Smith on the ground. Maybe that's kind of the one thing that the Cowboys need to stop. Um, I think if the Cowboys shut this down, they can win in Houston pretty handily because there's not a ton about the Cougars that that really scare you.
0: No, um, I I, I agree with that. I mean, uh, Stephon Johnson Jr. from the former Cowboy, he's not over on on the wide receiver scaring you. Um, I I, I don't think so. Um, I mean, UCF, we kind of knew. UCF is a little bit better than maybe a lot of people are giving them credit for, their record, uh, the close games, the way they were coming on at the end of the season. We both picked a close game on this show, Sam. Uh, it's, It's a little bit of a different story with Houston. I think they are maybe a little bit more actually true to what their record shows.
1: Yeah, Houston ranks 12 of 14 in the Big 12 in offensive points per game. And 13 of 14 in the Big 12 in points allowed per game. So um Houston's averaging 24.1 points a game, which is better than only Baylor and OSU's opponent next week, BYU. And then defensively, 13 of 14. Cougars are allowing 30.8 points per game, only better than Baylor as well. So um yeah, it's the the Cougars have struggled a little bit, and maybe this is uh more of a get-right game than than the uh, it was last week where if, if that's your quintessential trap game maybe this is your quintessential get right game for the cowboys and is that a time where the cowboys they need to win out realistically to get to the big 12 championship in arlington that's the that's the way the cowboys made it a lot tougher on themselves by getting crushed in orlando but it's osu still puts itself in, in really good position if you can get a win in houston on the road and then you're facing a byu team who has popped up when we were talk- running down Houston at the bottom of the Big 12 in some standings. They're fighting with BYU on, on a couple of things, and um, that's the OSU's next game. So the, the, the final two hurdles to get to Arlington are not necessarily as high as some of the hurdles the Cowboys have cleared in the past, but um, they really scraped their knee and, and fell on the track in Orlando. That was not a good continuation of the analogy. I should have cut it off.
0: Dude, n- nobody would be talking about any of this the stuff that Barry wrote about, the Big 12 tiebreakers, if OSU wins that game at UCF, right? Yep. I can imagine people in the Big 12, um, they, they had to know that this tiebreaker was a little fuzzy. They'd seen everyone wonder what the heck is going on here. They're probably just thinking, hey, if, if we don't have to deal with this, if this isn't a problem, if we have two clear-cut winners, Texas and another team, that's fine by me. And of course, it's Big 12 football, it's college football, it's not going to be clear cut. I, I can't even imagine what it was like to watch that game in the big 12
1: office. I know. I know. Crazy. Um, and for, for OSU against Houston, we've talked a lot about Donovan Smith and, and what he does, but um, I, I know been a, a a position group. I'll be watching most closely in Houston. are I think the wide receivers, um, just because it felt like maybe that was where it first went wrong for the Cowboys in Orlando was Bowman was maybe a little off on some throws wide receivers. Maybe they'd made some crazy catches in, in the previous few games, but catches were just kind of going off, getting tipped up in the air, get going off hands a little bit. It was in the rain. It really did snowball. But that's where I think the, the Cowboys um, have been great in the past that has allowed big gains is it's helped them not stay one-dimensional and not have to give it to Ollie Gordon all the time is, is those wide receivers stepping up. So that's what I'll be looking for. Who on the Cowboys is going to have a big game after really no one had a big game in Orlando? It's that time of year again, America. So let's light up the season during the Make the Holidays Bright sales event. Choose from a large inventory of Ford vehicles equipped with technology, space, and flexibility for any season. Get special offers on our adventure-ready SUVs or on our great selection of Ford trucks and make the holidays bright with Ford. Now drive a new 2023 Ford F-150 with 3.9% financing for 60 months, plus up to 27.50 total cash. Visit your best in Oklahoma Ford dealer today.
0: I'm looking at I'm looking at Alan Bowman.
1: I yeah. think this is a yeah, that's a good tangent to this. Is is Bowman obviously feeding those guys.
0: And and, and look and, and this is just because you know Bowman's the the veteran leader in this group. He's 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 seen a thing or two. What's the State Farm commercial? He's seen a thing or two. Exactly. Um I mean, those passes, those interceptions weren't all his fault. Um this is a time where the Cowboys kind of need to rally, regroup. And I expect a guy like Alan Bowman to do that. I don't think he played that bad of a game. No, but,
1: either.
0: I mean, I mean, Mike Gunny said, "Hey, you know, so, some of our receivers could have helped him out on, on that stuff." In the second half, I think there was a drop off. Second half, he he was missing guys. Um, but I think Alan Bowman is going to be kind of the steadying presence this week. I think he's going to be the guy people look to to get regrouped if things go south a little bit, like they did in Orlando. Um. I mean, Alan Bowman, he, he got him down the field. Ollie Gordon was the one who fumbled. Uh, I mean, he, 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 put it on, he put it on Leon Johnson. So, so those are the kind of things that made me think Alan Bowman is, is going to be a mature presence throughout this. And he's going to be someone who has a big game. Maybe not stat-wise. All the Cowboys are doing is asking him to distribute the ball, be on time. And if he does that, that's a huge game. That's a huge thing for the Cowboys. It's what sparked that five-game win streak. I think Alan Bowman is going to get this team back on track.
1: It's a matter of Bowman getting this team to third and one, third and two, maybe even some third and threes. And that's where you're handing it off to Gordon. You're moving the chains here down the field because the Cowboys do have some playmakers. Ollie Gordon being the most obvious, but Brennan Presley can get loose. A bunch of these guys can get loose. Um, and it's just a matter of staying on on uh, on schedule and getting down the field and not making those turnovers that Bowman hasn't really been prone to except for the the UCF game, which we highlighted. So I I agree with that, Ben. That's a good take. And it's just, it's kind of weird. The Cowboys, like you said, you're going on the road, haven't even played in Houston all that much. I'll say it. If there's two cities that have a a connection with outer space in this great country, it would be Orlando and it would be Houston. And I don't think the Cowboys want anything more to do with outer space after uh, the UCF game. That was the space game, but... Houston is the other space city man. It's just it's it's just a weird weird deal.
0: It sure is. And look we'll we'll have to give a score prediction, so so we'll do that. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys 35 to 20. I think the Cowboys win comfortably in the space city. They get some some redemption.
1: That's right, and, and that's probably that's probably about right just just based on what Houston's given up and, and what Houston's averaged um. I like the Cowboys by maybe eight, eight or nine points in this one, um, and a lot of that is this team. They lost two in a row, and they look like a completely different team since. And I still believe this to be a pretty completely different team from the team that lost two and zero against Iowa State and South Alabama. So I don't, I don't see this team losing two and zero, especially with how much there is to play for. Everyone, um, you know, players post game at, at UCF and midweek they were very much aware of what is still in play and um, the goal that Casey Dunn laid out after the first two lost streak was "Hey, big 12 championships still in play. That's the goal. And that's still very much on the table. So the Cowboys made it extremely difficult on themselves a week ago. I don't expect them to take themselves out of the picture um, w- with another performance. That was just probably the worst of the year. So um, I think uh Cowboys lightning struck and I, I don't see it no all striking again. So yeah, I'll go 30, 2 to uh, minus 8 or 9. Got to do my math. What's that? twenty, twenty two, twenty three, thirty two 23? 32 to 23. Something like that. I think that'll be about right. Cowboys win um, 8 or 9.
0: Gotcha. Sam, we're going to do a little thing here. Big deal, little deal, or no deal? It's the first time since 2008, OSU's only played one game in the state of Texas. Of course, that could change with the Big 12 championship. Um, but right now they're only going to Texas one time, big deal, little deal, no deal.
1: It's a, it's a big deal just in terms of, this is what the new big 12 looks like. This is what Oklahoma state fans need to be getting used to granted delete this video. If Oklahoma state <laughs> makes it to the big 12 championship game plays in Houston and they could get sent to an Alamo bowl and play in three Texas cities. Um, so, so this video, you know, the Cowboys still could play plenty of games in Houston, but it's just weird in, in terms of recruiting and stuff. Next year, we'll be a little more familiar. I think Oklahoma State's going at TCU and at Baylor. So next year, we'll feel a little uh, more regular in terms of trips down I-35. But it is a big deal in terms of this conference is shifting. Maybe the Cowboys can expand their brand down south in Houston, in, in that city, um, just in Texas. And it's still a recruiting hotbed that I know Gundy likes to play in. He always talks about the recruits you know within uh, uh 200 recruits within a drivable distance from cities like that so it's just a big deal because it's a weird deal yeah i just think it's kind of interesting to think about because osu's long
0: had such a connection with the state of texas and that goes to the football team as well um like in 2013 they played five games in texas uh which which is just incredible and just shows how much connection there is there um 32 Percent of the roster is from Texas, which is actually maybe a little bit lower than I would have thought, um, because it does feel like so many of these guys come from Texas. I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting. I know a lot of the guys we talked to, Sam, from Texas, like Rashad Owens and uh, you know Cam Smith. They're looking forward to, to getting back to that area. They got family and friends coming. And I realize Texas is a big state. Not breaking any news there. Going back down to Houston is is different, but these guys like playing in their home state.
1: Yeah. And it, like you like said, Ben, it, it is really just a, a destination for a lot of people. Families are coming out. Um, and Mike Gundy brought up something interesting in, in his press conference. He said, you know, all the studies that come out, um, and I don't even think Mike Gundy threw out a figure of the number, but he said, generally, kids transfer closer to home. In the age of the transfer portal, um, most times when, when players transfer, they're transferring closer to home. So um, I, I think of someone like Alan Bowman, his home in Texas. He was at Michigan. He transferred closer to home and found Oklahoma State. So maybe he's an example of uh, the importance of the state of Texas to to Oklahoma State. And um, in the grand scheme of things, continent-wide, being pretty close to Texas, um, maybe that helped in in the recruiting of Alan Bowman.
0: Yeah. Let's get into the two-minute drill. Sam, we got a couple items on it today. And the first one is a fill in the blank.
1: The Cowboys are going to beat Houston if the Cowboys are going to beat Houston if Donovan Smith is held for under 80 yards. And I say that because not a lot else jumps out about the Cougars. Um, And and that's been a a key part of their offense. It's the Cowboys most exploitable area on defense. I think a little bit too, Um, but Oklahoma state's won by even when these quarterbacks go off. Um, So I just think that that will be a focus for both schools is Getting uh, getting read options going, getting quarterback powers going. I could maybe see Donovan Smith getting the call on some fourth downs, some uh, red zone carries. So I think that will be the wild card: is can you stop Donovan Smith? Not only just in between the twenties, but in the red zone and on fourth down. Um, look for him to get a couple carries, maybe in both spots on, on in the, on Saturday.
0: I'm gonna say the Cowboys are going to beat Houston. If there are no tipped interceptions, I think those are killer. Alan Bowman, he didn't throw many interceptions straight up, you know, a bad read or, or a bad throw. It's happened, but not, not, not a whole lot this season. The three killer um, interceptions, I think Tony Romo talks about them all the time on CVS. Those are the ones that kill you. So the turnover battle is going to be won if the Cowboys don't throw any tipped interceptions.
1: So we're kind of both in agreement, Ben. We just watched Oklahoma State get killed in Orlando. But we're both kind of in agreement that hey, maybe unless something crazy happens, the Cowboys are probably probably gonna win in Houston. I think we both agree that like you do have to <laughs> you can't just throw that game out. Um, but a lot went wrong for Oklahoma State that maybe we haven't seen go wrong in the in the, the other part of this season, especially in the Big Twelve. A lot went wrong that hasn't gone for the Cowboys wrong like that before in the Big Twelve. So we're both in agreement that as long as nothing crazy happens, Cowboys should probably win.
0: All right, second item here. It's our kind of staple with these new additions to the Big 12. Sam, when when I say Houston Cougars, what's the first thing
1: that comes to mind? Well, Case Keenum. And I remember, I, I want to say, Ben, one of the first weeks we, um, as in our the Hutchins family, moved to Oklahoma, it was not long after that when Houston beat the Sooners. And that was kind of a wake-up call for me for the state is, oh, you know, like the, that's just not supposed to happen here. And the whole state was on fire. When OOU, I think it was the first game of the year um, in 2016 when Houston lost. So I was like, whoa, um, Houston beat OU. That's big statewide. The other thing that jumps out to me is the Johnson Space Center, which um, I, should, I should have written that down. Um, I think that's the right president. I believe it's the Johnson Space Center. I'm going to feel embarrassed if it's not. But yeah, the Johnson Space Center. That was honestly, when I think of the real space city in the United States, I think of Houston before Orlando. So that's just a funny thing to me that I know Oklahoma State does not want any of that.
0: We did touch a piece of the moon at the, at the space center there in Houston. That was pretty cool. It was a a real piece of the moon that we got to touch Houston. What comes to mind for me? Uh, March madness basketball. I couldn't tell you. It might've been in 2017 or 2019. One of those years. Awesome game between uh, Kentucky and Houston. I think Tyler hero hit like a buzzer beater three. To beat the Cougars. No, so you, know, you know who really jumps
1: out? Rob Gray. <laughs> yeah. Our Marsh Madness fans will know that, now. and Big Twelve basketball fans. Obviously, there's a lot to point to in Houston's <laughs> great basketball history, but Rob Gray, man, he was a player in that tournament.
0: Never forget the man. He was, the,
1: he, he was the person who's on the 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 sad end of that Jordan Pool shot, I believe. I know. I know. I know. You won some money on that shot, right? With the bracket and stuff. I, th- I think you ended up being on the. I think you ended up being in good shape on that side too. No, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. call your reaction looking a little more like Jordan Pooles and Rob Gray's after that shot. That's all I'll say on that. Well, that's gonna have to do it for
0: us on this episode of Two on OSU. Thanks for joining us. Um, really means a lot. We see the comments you guys leave and um, the interaction. It's it's fun. Uh, it's it's been wild. In the big 12 to follow so if you like following this show drop a subscribe like whatever comment you've been doing it so I know I know you know how thanks for doing that and interacting with us thanks to everyone behind the scenes here at sellout crowd Michael Lane Michael Martin Jacqueline Musgrove for all your help uh, with the production side of things we'll see you next time